0: I think so many people don't take risks or daring because they're either constrained by the narratives of their lives that they've cra- crafted from childhood, and they're hinging them their potential because of that. So, if I always thought I'm so small, I'm physically weak, which is definitely how I saw myself, um, I wouldn't have done the world's toughest race. I wouldn't have signed up to do Survivor. Um, yeah, there's so much I wouldn't have done, but you you've got to realise that your childhood or the trauma or the baggage that you carry can actually be your secret weapon to move forward versus the thing that holds you
1: back. Well, our biggest strengths i found this year in doing my own work on myself, like my biggest weaknesses are actually my biggest strengths. Totally. Like they're in one way they weaken me but the other way they're like what make me who I am. So it's like if you can find that relationship with yourself um, and I'm not saying I've nailed it at all but like it's just been a little light bulb moment for me going, fuck, you know, these things that I hate about myself. Actually make me who I am. And that's like why I'm good at what I do in some aspects.
0: Do you I think you would have been like me. As a kid, were you always told off for talking too much and not sitting still? Yes. Yeah, I could tell already. I've had
1: so many ADD tests like that they, yeah. they, they can't nail it down. Yeah,
0: I'm totally the same. Yeah. But the thing is I've now made a career talking too much and not sitting still. Mm. So the things that we can kind of get outcast for or, you know, we get in trouble for, again, like funneled into the right type of career path that you might have to create yourself, you know, it can be the thing that makes you incredibly successful which is why our education system is challenging because they have to funnel the masses to move in a similar way.
1: Yeah. Um, on this, now we're going real deep into this and I, I love it. Can Do, do you um, think that mindset changes first or language changes first? Because, And I'll go deeper into that. When you're going through that stage, you're, like, you're thinking, I'm going to say yes to everything, I'm going to say yes to everything. You might not have that self-confidence in yourself to do all these things that you can do. Do you think that like the decision was made to go, you know what, I'm going to do this stuff? Or did you start speaking to yourself internally going like, I'm a fucking legend. I can do this. I can do this. I've already done it. Because the one thing that changed is like for me that I get confidence from is sometimes I think, I, I, I was told this years ago, and I don't even know if it's true, but it's a placebo because it works on me. But your brain can't tell when you're taking the piss or it can't tell when you're not being serious. So if you say to yourself, like, I am genuinely the best, your brain goes, oh, my God, I'm actually the best. But you keep telling yourself, like, I can't do it. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. You, you'll cap yourself. Does that make sense?
0: It does. and I mean, the mind and the body are inextricably linked and where one goes, the other will typically follow. Mm. I mean, there's always a breaking point. So like we took – I'm so conscious because, you know, a lot of people talk about mindset, but mindset's not everything. No. Like mindset's the thing that fuels you to prepare yourself in every other domain. So, I mean, mantras have been proven to be a tool to bolster your mindset, to let you think that something's possible. But it's not just that something's possible – that something's possible for you to put the work in to get to the place that you can do it. Mm. So I don't just wake up one day and go, I can run 1,600 kilometres across the Great Himalaya Trail. We often don't see the hard work behind these ventures that involve, you know, chosen sacrifice, that compromise, you know, that hard, juicy, uncomfortable, unglamorous stuff. We often just see the documentaries of the person running Suffering in that context is sometimes glamorized, but the real, real stuff is everything beforehand, like yeah. it's the prep to get the prep. you there. And so, when I did my first ultra, I was in Chile. Um, I was actually injured going into it. Uh, I did a um, partial tear to my anterior tib fib, and I was in a moon boot till a couple of days before the race. And there I am in Chile. I remember calling the race directors and going, Oh, will you give me like a refund? Because it was expensive like three and a half thousand dollars, like every dollar I owned. Um, and I also convinced my university that I was an athlete representing Australia. And I wasn't totally lying. I was wearing an Australian patch on my clothing. (laughs) Oh, don't pay that. You know, white lie, white lie. Um, But they wouldn't let me get a refund. And I'm like, well, just going to give it a crack. And I say, here's the change. So because I was injured, I knew I couldn't do it the way that I thought that I could do it. And I'm like, now that I'm at the start line, I recognise that ego and naivety, which we spoke about, that balance before. E- na- uh, ego and naivety often allows us to venture into spaces that we're unfamiliar with. So we get that, we get to the line, but once you're at the starting line, ego has to drop. So I, I believe ego is awesome. I love it, But ego. it's like place at the right time. So now you get to the start line, you drop the ego and you do what you need to, to adapt to this unfamiliar environment. A lot of people don't know this thing of like patience and grace uh, and like learning and like the power of adaption. So- the injury was the best thing that I ever got Mm. because I walked the first four stages of the race, um, which is a little humiliating. Like I thought I was signing up for an ultra marathon run, but I was like hiking. People were like, oh, there's that cute Aussie hiker from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, ego. Yeah, yeah, but it was. It's the truth. Like, but I was adapting. I was i was adapting to the extreme environment. It was chilly. Like, there was literally no shelter from wow. the extreme heat. You're on these salt flats, which are like these coral-like shapes that are like break apart the most sturdy of trail shoes. But I started to get stronger as a hiker. And I got up on day five and, um, you sleep in these tents with all these like random people that now become your best friends and you're peeing next to, and you're like, you know, wiping yourself with wet wipes in your private parts and no one cares. It's like beautiful. I mean, you, you play football, you you know what it was like in the change rooms. Um, and I woke up and I touched my entire body down and I was like, it's like so sore. I don't even realize that there was a problem with my, you know, anterior tib fib anymore. And I was like, okay, I have a choice. I'm kind of adapted to this environment a little bit. I could keep walking. What what do I have to lose? Maybe I should like try something different. And I remember thinking like, oh, my gosh, like what if I could be like the cool, maybe like cute version of Cliffy Young? Um, (laughs) And I'm like, I literally, so you kind of talk about, words and visualizations. So I was visualizing like Cliffy Young. Like I remember seeing those clips of him back in the day. Like this this is a guy who basically shuffled his way from Melbourne to to Sydney for those who don't know. And so I had literally him in his mind and then I created a mantra which was relentless forward motion, slow progress is still progress. Shuffle all day long. Um, And I literally said it (laughs) for 74 Ks. So when we talk about like what's the power of like words – I was trying to evoke a visualization to feel different. Like it's – I wanted to – the goal was to feel different in that moment. You know, we often embark on new experiences because it's creating space for us to work out who we are and where we want to go. It's not always about like the goal of running 250Ks. Like who gives a shit? Like woohoo, you ran 250Ks. Like like, do you want a a medal or the chest to pin it on? It's not the thing. It's like what you learn along the way and how you feel and who you meet – Um, and where you could go from that point. So I think words and visualisations can play a role, but don't ever undersell the work of the preparation.
1: Thanks for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, that'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share with one of your friends, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to share feedback, suggest a guest or advertise with one of our podcasts then email hello at producer.com. Thanks for tuning in. X.